You are listening to Shop Talk with Shefali Vasudev, editor of The Voice of Fashion. Hi everyone, I am back with another edition of Shop Talk. This is Shefali Vasudev from The Voice of Fashion. My guests today are Tarang Arora, creative director of Amrapali Jewels and Bhavya Ramesh, founder and creator of Bhavya Ramesh, the brand. I'm sitting in Delhi. Tarang is in Jaipur and Bhavya joins us from Bangalore. We are still on this virtual connectivity tour and my subject for the day is why silver? Silver, the metal, the metal which also gives us jewelry and a whole lot of silver linings. Why is it having a golden moment? Welcome Tarang Aroda. Welcome Bhavya Ramesh. Thank you for coming on to Shop Talk. Thank you for Thank having you so us for, here. Thank you so much for having us here, uh, Shifali. It's like a great honor to be alongside Tarang, who I've always looked up to. I mean, who doesn't know I'm properly? And it's just such a great opportunity for us to put out our ideas and purpose and beliefs out there. So thank you so much for having us. Great. So, Tarang, that's right. Uh, Amrapali Jewels is synonymous with what most Indian and many global customers think of when they think jewelry. So let me come back to you and ask, when in the last year, year or two, did you start noticing that silver was riding high and what caused it? Um, So I think silver has been uh, the base for our brand and silver has been very important for us. Um, I can't say it's been a year or two. I think this has been in a making from last many years. Um, we can talk about silver pricing as a raw metal also, which had gone up. Uh, we can go back to maybe five, six years and we, we remember there was extreme hike in the prices. But uh, what altogether um, happened, I think, is, uh, I believe this, is social media and destination weddings. Social right. media, because you want to wear something new every time, when you want to take a selfie, you want to take a picture, you want to upload it, you don't want to wear the same thing when you, at least in the same season. So you have a Diwali party, you want to go out and you want to wear a pair of jumkis and, and, and then you have another Diwali party the next day and so on. So you don't want to repeat those things. That is, that is when a person thinks, oh, should I buy um, a gold jumki for two and a half lakhs? Or should I go and buy a 10,000 rupees silver gold-plated jumki, which will look pretty much the same or very similar? It's a precious metal. And I can wear it and I can still have a lot bigger collection of uh, pieces. So that was one reason I felt that that was very important. And secondly, destination weddings, as I was saying, because it's very easy to carry these pieces, travel to Thailand for a wedding or that, for that matter, even a, a, a wedding in Goa or in Udaipur. So, you know, what happens is during these weddings, you are definitely, you're, you're nonstop, you, you, you're out and late in the night. You don't want to always wear fine jewelry. Uh, my sister got married in 2017. A lot of her pieces, uh, a lot of uh, pieces what my wife wore, uh, my mom wore, we went to Indonesia, the wedding was there. It was silver gold plated. Um, so, I mean, if there's a pool party, I don't think you should be wearing fine jewelry and jumping into the pool. So, you know, things like that. So I think that really... Um, help as well. Before I come to you, Bhavya, with a question, let me ask Tarang one more question. Is there an investment angle that has changed? Its value has changed in the last couple of years. For the first time last year in 2020, an investment advisor of mine said that, you know, why are people constantly worried about gold bonds and 
uh, investing in gold. And while you can buy gold on paper, you can't buy a silver bond. But silver is a great investment. Is there any truth to this or is was it one of the market rumors? This is something which someone probably told you see, uh, uh, recently, but this has been happening from the last eight, 10 years, seven, eight years. Um, and uh, what I think is happening now in our country as well is that people are looking at investments more than just gold. So then came these advertising about mutual funds. Then came advertising about buying diamonds if someone wants to buy diamonds and, and invest in those and, 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 and so on, right? So I think that is uh, the mindset where people say that, and silver has been quite stable if you see over the years, right? And it's a product which is used not just in jewelry, but in use in multiple different industries, used in computers, technology, and that is only growing. So if you see that from that aspect also, what we are doing right now, we are we are using technology to do this, right? And and somewhere in the in in in, in the uh, um, in the making of the product, in the making of the technology, there is silver uh, uh, bits and chips and 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 and, and used for that. So. Um, that is also a very important reason that for factory uh, production also, silver is an important metal and it's only going to go up. Right. Bhavya, you founded Bhavya Ramesh in 2018 and you are on this panel next to Tarangarora, who's a, a jeweler by family heritage and belongs to one of the oldest and most known uh, jewelry families of the country. But it is the most interesting trend, if I may, of the jewelry business in the last few years is indie jewelers, is first-generation jewelers entering this business. Let me ask you, what brought you uh, to become a jewelry designer and how much has silver played a role in your creativity? Okay. So I think for me, personally, I love silver other than it just being a personal adornment that I choose to wear. I feel like I had a lot more other factors that really played a role for me to really make that a primary metal uh, for my brand. And one of them being, uh, because I don't come from a design background or I haven't studied fashion, I was given a particular investment from my dad saying that, okay, if you want to do something with this, this is what you have. And I always wanted to make the most out of the investment that I was getting at that time. And um I always thought, okay, if I'm going to make my designs and people don't like my designs and I don't become a successful designer, my investment goes for a toss. So I didn't, I didn't want to. Um, so silver being a precious metal made uh, all the difference to me at that point because even if people didn't like my designs and did not buy my jewelry, I always have the metal to go back to and say, okay, I can get part of my investment. So that was one of the factors for me to go for silver, although it, it, it is my favorite metal uh, when it comes to personal adornment. And I think as a designer, why I chose to make uh, silver my primary metal would be it's very malleable. And to really make intricate designs, I think other than gold, silver is a really good metal for you to go ahead with that. So that. Those were the few factors that really made me choose silver at that time. It was viable. It was. Uh, it made sense to me, and that was one of the reasons for me to really go for silver as a metal. And for me to become a jewelry designer, I think there were a lot of factors that really played a role, and one of them being my whole experience of you know I I was jobless for about two years and. Like I was 
reading about the tribes and uh, different tribes that are scattered around Karnataka. And I collected a lot of jewelry and handmade uh, patches of pieces of cloth. So I had gone for, I think, a small pop-up that was organized by my friend. And I really saw how jewelry was way easier to sell in the way that, you know, we don't have sizes. You could make it adjustable sizes rather than people, when it comes to clothing, people see a lot of fit and feel and everything. Although that does account for jewelry, it's far lesser. Okay. Uh, Tarang, you were talking uh, about gold-plated silver jewelry as substituting for the fine jewelry that people might would wear traditionally and how things are changing. I want to ask you a little more about silver that looks like silver mm-hmm. uh, because Amrapali has traditionally had for many years uh, some of the finest. Uh, and how does your customer look at the silver jewelry in this whole idea of having a jewelry collection how important is it design wise to the aesthetic to the aesthete i think as bhavya was also mentioning you know what is great part with silver is that you can do a lot more intricate things with a lot less investment compared to gold and the good part is that silver is still precious metal it is not a non precious metal so i think the combination of all these things have not just worked today has been working for centuries and this is what we have seen in the past as well so if we go to the amrapali collections of where, where my dad and uncle when started the brand what they could get access to easily were these pieces of history i can say which were which was silver right to get hold of something which was in gold was a lot more difficult a lot more expensive a bigger gamble to buy and to be able to sell or not and that's hence became silver now these silver pieces were very good and easy to re do as well because the way they were made right and silver being a metal the way it is it's very malleable it's very easy to work with um new pieces were created by them and and then became the collection pieces by people across the tradition is still very strong and on people who love the old look silver oxidized look they still love that um they do not want to get the gold plated look and the gold plated sex segment is an addition to the ones which are already buying the old tribal looking pieces um also the fun thing in silver is that um, you could use enamel you could use glass you could use all different kinds of stones i mean there we have silver boxes which has sapphires in them or or diamonds in them and in today's world as well a lot of pieces in fine jewelry is combined with silver and gold together and those are becoming collection pieces as well for those people uh, not just buying only silver or only gold combining both of them and buying pieces doing different kinds of uh, workmanship or or jadai which can be done combining two metals uh, um, so i think there is more out there which the collector also wants to collect rather than just what they have been seeing bhavya since um, the world of consumption the consumer world often talks of market segments and demographics there is definitely millennials who are a part of how consumerism is driven would you say that silver is more appealing or has been consistently appealing to whoever becomes young i, I have been often told in my research to contextualize this question is that younger girls 
often love silver one of the reasons is it's also affordable when you are young and then when you acquire money if you do and you want to move towards polkis or jadao or diamonds or whatever it may be then you acquire that and also your taste kind of matures so what is this appeal of silver what is the connection between silver and youth are you able to draw that connection at all i i feel like uh, silver that way has a huge range that it covers it not only appeals to the youth it also appeals to intellectuals who are who can be of any age a lot of people who sport a silver because of the special metal that it is and it's also the color that uh, appeals to them you know it's not gold it's not grand it's very occasional wear i mean when i say occasional wear you can wear it every day you can step out of your home you can go for a party with it so it it does not really just appeal to the younger crowd but it has a huge range that it covers even now if you really talk about how street fashion has been accommodated by all luxury brands right now silver or the silver finished for that matter happens to be something that has been in the street culture as well so i do agree that it does appeal to a lot of the younger crowd but it does not take away from the fact that it does appeal to a lot of older people who could be intellectuals journalists or even uh, my mom for that matter she was a professor and she's always worn uh, silver jewelry so i feel like it it goes beyond uh, the factor that it's just the age i feel like it more it's more to do with the personality and the occasion also matters for that can i add something to that yes i was ah, just exactly. bring it to you so i think um, what she said is absolutely correct but uh, um that it does not is not only for the young crowd but what happens is that it is that desire to go out when you're 16 to spend that pocket money of 3000 rupees in a precious thing for a precious thing and um, and you can achieve that with silver you can achieve a bolder look with silver i th- i mean i remember when i was 18 19 i was into a lot of lot of hard i mean i still wear a lot of jewelry but but i used to love the whole metallic and the whole hard, like a hard rock and and that oh. kind of look and w- how you achieve that with silver right or if you to they say the tribal look or um, we were talking about the jhola uh, the whole idea at that time right so that that whole look you achieve that with silver i think it is the entry into the world of jewelry especially in our country is via silver is that that is the entry point so in tribe uh, we do silver and we do fashion jewelry as well base metal the amount and and i i can't say that which sells more or or or, or less because of the metals but definitely base metal would sell more or would sell as much because of the intricacy of work in it not because of the metal but silver would sell because of the metal silver would sell because of the look because of the oxidization finish because it will get oxidized it will become dark after 3 months you got to wear it it's going to have a natural patina look a natural shine eventually so i think all these factors when people use silver they feel great and also why do south wear a lot more gold and the north wear a lot more silver because silver is cooling and we have 45 degrees here and it represents moon and it represents chand hence chandi right right and yeah. gold is and and the so temperature right. is not so strong in down south and that's why they wear a lot of gold and and that represents sun 
and we can't wear gold here that much because it'll really be very heavy and 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 someone who's looking at you would feel very weird look wearing so much gold so i think that was the old way of thinking important but, uh, insights and symbolisms coming up so if you're listening to shop talk or if you've just joined us i'm shefali vasudev your host and with me are tarang aroda the creative director of amrapali jewels and bhavya ramesh of jewelry brand bhavya ramesh bhavya and tarang i'm going to ask you uh, about your design a bit bhavya let me come to you i see that your brand seems to almost specialize or there's a huge weight on fierce pieces you know there's a certain beautiful fierceness uh, there are ring caps i don't know how you describe them but you can describe them for our listener better uh, and there are different kind of punjas uh, there are things for the face so this fierceness with intricacy carved into them what is behind it who are you really uh, targeting as a customer or what is in your mind when you create these designs i feel like as a designer designing becomes a medium of expression and uh, the fierce pieces really came out in the very beginning when i started my brand and uh, i think it really represented my state of mind at that time i wanted to have that breakthrough moment where i could uh, become a successful designer so i had this uh, fierceness in me which i really expressed on paper at that time and i feel like slowly when i really started evolving and the brand also evolved um right now i feel like the pieces that really take the center stage is are all the pieces that are very unusually designed for your body it could be the nail caps it could be the sun glaze or i think I've, i'm going to be coming up with a lot more pieces which are not usually adorned by uh, people as jewelry cuz you know when you say jewelry you always have these uh, earrings in mind or it could be neck pieces or rings so these are the usual things that really come into the category when you say jewelry so i feel like i'm trying to give a new perception to jewelry that way i feel like it it uh, could also just be a part of an extension of your body part also so i feel like that's why i'm trying to do nail caps uh, there was this uh, time in my life where i was really really uh, into nails i think a lot of people are right now um, into nail and uh, nail art so i really wanted to do something with jewelry when it came to this trend so that's when i made nail caps and when it came to glaze i just thought of different ways in which you could like adorn pieces and which are not usually done by jewelry brands and i think that continues to be my brand identity where people really see new pieces coming and taking the center stage and i make that into a collection rather than making a typical collection which includes uh, earrings or neck pieces and rings which form a typical collection i feel like i'm trying to bring a new perception to jewelry in itself all right uh, tarang you have been marinated in uh, jewelry design uh, ever since i'm sure you remember however unless the house of amrapali was not innovative it, it it wouldn't survive or be as popular as it remains and you have brought various innovative layers to it tribe being one there's also the museum work so tribe specifically by the way as a doff to you i'm wearing a tribe by amrapali piece <laughs> uh, and this is an old amrapali 
heritage dream what i want to ask you is as creative director while tribe has resonance with a certain, certain tribal uh, design uh, repertoire what does innovation in silver what does it mean to you and how have you brought it to tribe by amrapan so i think for for me tribe the idea of tribe has always been uh, what we were talking earlier on to be able to give or or to uh, for the young lot to buy right so i so um, amrapali being a, 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 a fine jewelry store and a silver jewelry store could be intimidating for a 15 16 year old to walk into so for me tribe was always a point where it was easy accessible place for or, or a brand which was easily accessible for anyone to walk into and buy something now what we have been doing with amrapali um, is trying to recreate or reinnovate um the traditional jewelry which we have always had my dad and uncle who are the founders of the business have all they were both history students when they started and they've been and 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 what we've always been taught and seen and shown in architecture or be it anything it's always been about history so for us it's to do anything where we are able to retain the old craftsmanship or teach the old craftsmanship to the to the newer a uh, uh, lot of carigers to teach them newer ways of uh, uh, doing the old arts cutting the old stones the way they were done so the these arts do not perish and that is what we thought that the best way to do that will is to 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 uh, um, work towards it and then up, and put it at tribe and make it more accessible for people so i think for us that is the all time goal and and you as you mentioned tribe is one part of it and i think this whole thing for us is very holistic right and amrapali museum is a very important part of it you know for my design team for me to spend some time in the museum to be able to see how the, a piece was made in the 18th century in odisha um how a belt was made in calicut which uh, uh, men used to wear on their tambad um um is intriguing the locking mechanism so i think that is what we are in a constant we have always constantly tried to do and and just try to make it more accessible for more and more people with tribe right taran you are also a trained gemologist and a trained yeah. jewelry designer i um saw that you are trained in this so besides having the family influence and the business there is this training and education there must be some fascination also else you wouldn't have you know kind of continued so what is what is it about jewelry that particularly fascinates the creator in you i think it is uh, it's not just jewelry it's a whole process for me right so it's the process of um, obviously designing but it could be stone cutting depending would do you find the stone first or do you make the design first and do you fall in love with the design first or do you fall in love with the stone first for me specifically right so so that is where it all starts and when when you have made something or you're thinking or you're planning to create something and you're able to give it the right form which you've been thinking about um and you and you create that product um the product goes uh, um onto a model or goes into the into the retail outlet and it doesn't sell for 2 years that's when you start thinking am i doing something did i do something right or did i do something wrong is it something which people would like or are they liking or are they not liking and then there comes a time when you find a client and they would walk in and they would love it so much and they'll they'll buy it and that's yeah. when you start missing the piece that you know i've always seen this piece here and i've always loved this piece it's gone now so i think for me it is the whole process 
from where the designing starts or procurement of stone starts or getting the stones cut the impurities in the stone which tells a story from where it comes what if it has any treatments or not if it has ever been done uh, it's naturally heated uh, under the ground or it's been heated there are multiple things right yes. and then you end up making a piece of jewelry and then it it's gone to the right owner or not and my satisfaction is when you meet someone which we haven't in the last year and a half in a party or in an event or at dinner and someone is wearing your piece and you see it and you really love the fact that you know okay you've done something right you're doing something correct the people are wearing them and, and 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 appreciating them and i think that whole journey is something which which gives me the motivation to get up in the morning and start again right so uh, tarang uh, you have also taken amrapali jewels to herons uh, and to other international markets you've been featured in vanity fair what i want to ask you is that over the years from how your dad and uncle sold to now has the jewelry customers mindset changed because jewelry all said and done once upon a time at least for indians was about investing in worth worth and tradition and meaning and nothing could go wrong with it i mean unless you kind of lost your fortunes it was always a good investment the customer today is looking for jewelry as a co-companion as an accessory in life you know as a uh, as your co-protagonist or a character in your life so how do you notice these changes in your customers so this is definitely true but i think that is true for everything right i mean i remember stories where my dad and uncle talk about uh, one small room where they started the business and they would have celebrities trying to find them and go inside uh, chameli wala market is where they had this um the, the first store was 110 square feet that is where they started the business from um and they would try and reach to amrapali because they've heard about these two young boys who have started uh the silver jewelry brand and uh, and I, i don't even know if it was a brand at that time or you could call it a brand it was just a shop right it's just a store with a with a name amrapali at the at outside so and today life is completely changed i think we if waiting for a client to come in is not the strategy anymore the strategy is to be approachable to the client yourself the client needs to see what you are doing so i think that has definitely changed a lot from the investment point of view i think values economic growth everything has changed in our country or across the world um people are not just wearing or buying jewelry for investment point of view but also for uh, for adornment for the look for the fashion for the trend part of it and definitely they want to buy um uh both silver and gold and 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 uh, and they want to complete their collections also right so so i think i think it's a mix of mix of everything um with amrapali opening so many retail outlets i think has given us the the strength to learn from our clients which is what my dad always tells me that your clients are your biggest teachers and for them the the teachers were coming to them at that time today you have the means to have teachers coming to all these different stores learn from them what do they want what do they like what do they dislike what are they saying why are you why have you changed this part and why you used to do those things which were so pretty so i think that constant learning today is is in any business but it's it's much faster the game is much faster and and uh, and i think that's what we try and do and and keep up with them 
in terms of customer feedback how does a young brand know that it is stepping right what do you do to figure out that you you are giving your customers that there is a bridge between your creativity and what they'd like i think one of the ways that uh, i would know that my pieces are doing well or my uh, pieces are accepted by the customer base was really first experience that i had was through pop up first hand interaction directly with the customer and you would know how it sits on different years and different face structures and how it's accepted with by the people so i think that was one of the ways i would get my feedback and one of the most valuable ways because it's a first hand experience and in person experience where you get to know what how or what people feel about the jewelry and when it comes to an online source i think it's definitely going back to the customer and asking them how they feel about it but i really do miss pop ups cuz that was a really really good way for me to understand people and uh see how my pieces fit well on people you know so that that was one of the ways that uh, i would always analyze how it is doing in the market right and your uh, brand ethos seems to uh use the vocabulary of diversity of social awareness uh of self expression which you earlier talked of so situating a brand of jewelry on ideas of diversity and social impact how do you consciously do that is it by choosing the right role models who will wear your jewelry is it about certain ways of marketing how do you make the a person like me a random let's say who comes and visits your website or your social media to convey that listen i am diverse and i am socially aware uh i think the word uh, conscious could be associated with a brand in many different ways and one of the ways is i would associate uh, me being a conscious brand because right from sourcing silver we try to always use scrap metal or uh, source silver from villagers who give back the jewelry and uh, take money in return so we sort of try to recycle although it's a very small portion of the silver that can be recycled so we do encourage that uh, method of recycling silver and using that and that being one of the method and also the way you ship product to the customer and you being conscious that you know you're using as less plastic as possible although we're not fully successful in it cuz when we're sending international parcels we do use a plastic covering out outside only because it it cannot bear the rain sun and everything so we're we're trying to consciously be aware and uh, update our methods that being one of the methods and another way you can uh, associate conscious in the design process would be you being conscious about what's happening around you if it's angst whatever i feel at that moment being uh, actively expressing that to it could be just to a social media post or it could also be a concept in your shoot so there are different ways of accommodating ideas and emotion so if you're consciously doing that i feel like that that is one of the reasons why i associate the word conscious with my brand even okay. when it comes to the manufacturing and uh, uh, to the end product or to expressing it to the customer we are conscious throughout 
Bhavya, do you have a favorite piece of silver jewelry in your own collection, in your own closet that you want to talk about? Yeah, I think my all-time favorite piece has been the Your Wing. It was one of the first few pieces that I had created when I just, I was uh, newly a designer. And one thing that makes me really proud is the design in itself and the way you can wear it or look at it in different ways and have, think of it in different ways. You know, one way when you wear it, it looks like a wing and another way you wear it, it looks like a bird. So I like the idea to one piece of communicating two different ideas with two different perceptions. So I, I, I really like that piece. Right. A couple more questions. One is that are your consumers, your buyers, clients concerned about the purity of the metal that you use? Do they want to know how much percentage of silver is involved or it doesn't really matter to them? No, I feel like people are very, very aware. And they, because we're a new uh, brand, um, trust becomes an issue. They really want to know what metal they're buying. And they always ask, what do you mean by sterling silver? What does what that entail? Because they always don't know if a sterling silver is different from silver in itself. And so it, um, I have to give it to the customers that they are very, very conscious and they are very inquisitive about the metals that they are going to adorn and they do have questions about it. And us being a very new brand, a fresh brand, uh, we are, are always constantly trying to reassure them that this is silver and we are a silver uh, brand and that is our primary metal. Okay. One more question. Would you say that Bhavya Ramesh, the jewelry label, stands on the edifice of silver primarily? Uh, or or yeah, does it stand I, on the edifice of design? That's a tough choice. But design. I would go for design because I think in the day and age that we live in, we have so much access to social media and anybody who has, they want to start something, they have a place to express themselves, to reach their audience. And we have so many businesses that have started where jewelry has been started as a brand where they but it is sourcing and selling jewelry. And it takes a lot of effort for us to uh, design and make sure every single piece is different and sketch out every single uh, piece and make sure nothing other than what I have personally designed comes out. So I feel like if I really have to put more weight, it would be on the fact that we are a designer label than it being uh, a silver, I mean, all the primarily silver is the metal, but more weight on design any day because we put so much effort into that idea. Again, coming back to silver, I know that Amrapali's creations go from tribal anklets to uh, keychains or whatever yes, key hangers yes, that yes, you would yes, tuck into yes, your waist, uh, yeah. hair ornaments, belts. It's a, it's a very vast repertoire. Can you describe for the listener of Shop Talk one of your favorite silver pieces, jewelry or not, from Amrapali? It could be a statue uh, for all I care, but something that has held your attention and your mystery. This is a Makara bracelet. I, I wear this from, I think I've been saying 10 years from last eight years. So it's definitely been 17, 18, 19 years I've been wearing this. And um, a 500 grams, half a kilo. Um, okay. It's a silver piece from Himachal. 
um it uh, is a kind of a cross between a dragon and an alligator because of the himalayan belt so the tribes living there used to uh, have these motifs or a protector you could say in their jewelry in their wall art in their at their homes and this is something which has caught my eye when i was just entering the business back in the day um this is i think one of my favorite pieces i i i wear it all the time um two days back we were at a dinner um, which was literally four of us me my wife and two other friends uh, another couple because that's all you can do at the moment and jaipur is just opening up a little bit and uh, i was wearing mask and and where we were at a restaurant and 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 uh, and the and the security or the waiter would say namaste and my friend is like how do they recognize you you're wearing a mask i think it's 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 this people recognize me now more than my face i'll i'll have a haircut you'll have a but this always stays on my hand so i think that also is an enjoyment which i get that not just me people recognize it as well so i think all, i think all, any of these kind of pieces which have a history which have a story and i think this is the this is the idea with amrapali right so every jewelry brand says that you're trying to you're not just buy, selling jewelry you're selling a dream or you're selling a story and i think with our pieces there is a story which is the definite story which they come from a part of uh, india from a tribe from an area from something and then it's your story which attaches to them so i think that is something which we which i love about it's easy to wear you love about your silver jewelry or i love about my silver jewelry yeah so would it be correct to say that amrapali jewels the story of amrapali jewels would be incomplete without the mention of silver and without its extraordinary silver pieces i think amrapali is uh, is silver the base is silver the, the 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 idea has always been silver you know there was a point in time and i'll be very frank here when we were talking about this um i i joined the business i was in the business for about 3 4 years very excited doing well things were across the world no one had seen the 2008 downfall across things were very strong and i was telling my dad and uncle why do we do silver we're doing so well in gold we should shut the silver business and we should do gold because that is the business where the turnover is much higher and nicer but i i, I and i think my dad was like you you learn you learn eventually and 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 i think i've learned and grown and understood um so many things in life as everyone does but but this is this is definitely the the soul of our brand this is definitely the inspiration of our brand um as to what we end up doing in maybe in different metals maybe do whatever but this is definitely the past and silver and and the story is is definitely the soul of amrapali great so thank you very much tarang for your time for joining shop talk pleasure. thank you very much uh, bhavya it's a pleasure you brought in very important points about diversity consciousness customer your own uh, transition point when you became a designer i am very enthused to listen to you thank, thank you, you for coming on to shop talk and for telling us why silver is having a golden moment thank you so much shifali you are listening to shop talk with shifali vasudev editor of the voice of fashion 